Welcome to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today with me is Isaiah Sedevant. He is a phenomenal person and he has a lot of things going on in his background, but let me tell you a little bit about him. Isaiah Sedevant is a digital entrepreneur and masterful practitioner in the digital marketing arena. Having successfully executed strategies in multiple configurations of marketing, including media buying, content marketing, lead generation, who doesn't like leads, and advanced attribution. Isaiah is the CEO and head of growth at Evron Digital, a full-service advertising agency specializing in building momentum for businesses. He brings youthful creative visions coupled with season technically from proven marketing tactics to position growing businesses at the apex of the consumer interest and attention but you know what a bio is just a bio so let me welcome Isaiah so you can learn more about who he is and all the incredible things that he is doing on the forefront as well as behind the scenes welcome Isaiah hey everybody thanks for having me my pleasure. So I want you to go ahead and tell us something that's not in your bio because anyone could read a bio. Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, I'm a believer. I think that I always lead with that. Um, that's important for me, it, uh, my spirituality, my connection with God. That's probably the most important relationship I can have. A um, little bit more about me. Um, I'm 20 years old, so I'm pretty early in the game. Yeah, we've, we've been in business for about a little a little over a year. Um, I started off as a graphic designer about three years ago. Uh, my dad is, he's a, uh, he's a pastor. So he gave me the opportunity to serve on our media team. And then um, I, I became our graphic designer eventually. Um, and so I was doing graphic design for a couple of years and it felt, it felt pretty limiting on, on the impact that I can do. I feel like um, graphic design is kind of like a one-way avenue and I wanted to be able to serve people at a higher level. So about a year ago, um, I was like, you know, what can we do to serve people on a grander level, but stay in the creative space and marketing and, and branding came and just hit me in the face out of nowhere. Um, and I love the business side of it. Um, so I was like, we can serve people at a higher level by helping them build brand and help them have a marketing strategy. So I kind of transitioned to, from a freelancer to an actual agency. Um, so that's kind of how that started. Um, so that's, that's kind of a little bit where we started. We kind of launched last year um, and we've just been, just been building momentum ever since. Congratulations at starting your business at such a young age. That just definitely goes to show that you're definitely hungry and you have a passion and that passion is fueling your purpose. But starting your business, I heard you mention we. So who is all included in your business? Is it just you? Do you have friends or family members? Yeah, we have about three people on the team. I have a partner, Shalik Sebron. He's my COO and my right-hand man. Um, we're like good cop, bad cop. I'm the good cop, obviously. Um, he, he's the bad cop. Um, we have a couple other um, junior designers on the team. Um, we're bringing in some some more creatives on the team so we can handle um, more content creation because that's kind of what we like to focus on is content um, and helping people build out a content strategy. And when you launched your business, um, when did you launch your business? And did you feel that it was scary going into business at such a young age? Because you mentioned that you got your start um, in the church, 
doing the media for the media team for your dad and etc but you just didn't feel a hundred percent fulfilled so you obviously was hungry and you knew there was something more and then wanting that something more led you to where you are now but how did you really decide like yes this is it and this is what I'm going for um, yeah, getting into business was was terrifying. I'll be honest, because um, before business, I wanted to be a, a, a neurosurgeon. Um, that was my aspiration. Yeah. So I started off wanting to be a neurosurgeon. Um, that was that was my thing. You couldn't tell me any, otherwise. You, there was no business. There was no there was no lawyer. There was nothing else. You can tell me anything else. I want to be a neurosurgeon. I was I was determined to be that. And what happened was um, I kind of burnt myself out from taking so many classes around my sophomore year at community college. I was taking um, Calc 2 chemistry, chemistry lab, physics, and it kind of burnt me out. But at the same time, I met a mentor named Errol Jones. Uh, he was um, one of the corporate strategists for Bank of America. Um, he moved from Florida to New York and he came to our church and I kind of grew a relationship with him. And so he indirectly was just talking to me about you know, how economics work, how business works and just how things work overall in the business realm. And I really felt like a kid again when he was talking about it. I was so intrigued by how that stuff worked. It just, it made so much sense to me. And I had a lot of fun just learning about it. And so one day um, I made a decision to say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe business is for me. Maybe, maybe business is for me. And it, it was a hard decision. Um, it, it was a couple of months of me having to pray and really say, do I want to take this leap of faith to start a business and, and kind of scratch what I thought was my purpose, which is to be a surgeon and to actually start a business. And so when I made the decision, it was really scary because, you know, there are a lot of things that go into it, the legal side, having mentors, having the right team, um, just all these things that go into it and just having the right mindset. I think it begins there at mindset. And so a lot of people, um, kind of jump into business without the right strategy. Um, I think it's more so 80% strategy um than anything else so that's that's kind of how we started uh but yeah it was a scary thing but you know we we made it through and we're here now so thank you for sharing and the reason why i really wanted you to unpack that is because i also think it's so important that we learn about a person not just where they are but their back-end story of how they got to where they are and with that we're going to jump into our topic which is on digital marketing and that's something that you're super super passionate about and as you were sharing on how you got to where you are now it sounded like you found a new spark and that spark lit fire to the flames so when you think about digital marketing what comes to mind when it comes to digital marketing, the first thing that comes to mind is the consumer, so the end user. Um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs who jumped into business don't think about the end, end user. I'm grotesquely um, just, it just blows my mind that a lot of entrepreneurs don't focus on the, on the consumer. Um, they focus more so on the product and the service and their perspective of it. Um, so we often tell entrepreneurs when we're, when we're speaking with them, um, especially how we were positioned before, we were positioning um, really small mom and pop shops before. Um, and they just were focused on the product. And we were like, you know, when you want your preference to be number one, let it be a hobby. Don't get into business. But the moment you decide to, to turn your hobby into a business, your preference becomes number two and the consumer's preference becomes number one. So we, so I think when it comes to the digital marketing and just business in general, you have to be consumer centric and focus solely on the end user. 
Now, whenever you focus on the end user, are there certain KPIs, key performance indicators that you look at to kind of match the end user and the consumer? Like this person, they may obviously need digital marketing, but they may not be doing it effectively. And then your business, your agency could come in and say, hey, this is how I can help you. So how do you go from looking at that person seeing what their problem is, seeing what the solution is that you're going to provide to them and just really encompassing it in a full package to really show this is digital marketing and this is how you could take um, your business from where it is now to where you really want it to be, if that question makes sense. Yeah, I I think uh, when it comes to KPIs, you really want to measure... So I'll put it this way. What a lot of agencies do um, to make themselves look good is they'll give you vanity metrics. So they'll give you things such as impressions. They'll give you reach. They'll give you likes. Um, That's that's good and all. So you can reach 100,000 people on a post. But the thing is, is that 100,000 people in your target audience? So that's when it comes down to understanding who your consumer is and who is in your target audience, because you can have you can reach 100,000 people, but not not all those people in that 100,000 um, target audience is even relevant to what your product is. So we want to take it down to a more, um, a more consumer level on a more, on a deeper level with the consumer. So we look at things such as shares, we look, we look at saves, we look at conversions, we look at legion. So we look at the things that actually help you on, on the micro. So just to differentiate marketing helps you win on the micro. It helps you with acquisition to, and to get customers for the now, but branding helps you with the long term on the macro scale to help you build an actual brand. And it's more about retention. So we focus on, we help you with acquisition. So if your business is obviously, you know, need some sales right away, you know, we'll focus on, you know, what strategies can we do? What funnels can we build? Um, what content strategy can we go about? But if you want to actually build a sustainable brand and that and brand comes with patience, so if you actually want to take the patience to build a brand, then we'll give you a full playbook on how to implement content, how to give the consumer value, how to turn people from just, you know, prospects and bystanders into raving fans. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a process and it's a lot to it, but it really comes down to um, how do you convert somebody from just being a one-time buyer to being a loyal customer long-term and increasing their lifetime value? Mm, beautifully said because you definitely want that sustainability you want that longevity and you definitely don't want just the ones who are scoping and hoping and the lurkers you definitely want that person that is going to come alongside you and be like this is the product and service I need this is a business that I need a partnership with and we're going to have a fruitful partnership that is going to take us for years down the road so when you think about your agency in comparison to other people who are doing digital marketing content creation and all of those phenomenal things that you offer what is your competitive advantage what makes Evron Digital stand out momentum that's 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 our thing is momentum what makes us stand out from everybody else is we want to help you build momentum that's not just relevant for what's now but ready for what's next um that's 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 our go-to so we want to help you again build something in the micro so we don't want to always you know predict what's going to happen on the social on the digital space in the next five years but what's happening right now how do we build momentum in this moment how do we take advantage of the platforms that are obviously has your consumer on it which is facebook LinkedIn, if you're a B2B and, and, um, and um, TikTok. So how do we take advantage of the platforms where most of the attention is now? But then also, how do we make sure that we build the proper framework so that you're not attached to a platform? Because what you've seen before, what we've seen before is that 
a lot of the influencers or the brands that were on Vine when it came out weren't able to make the shift to the new platforms like Instagram or TikTok because they were so attached to a platform. So we want to help you with the micro. How do we help you win on the platform that's relevant now? But how do we take those same strategies to shift your audience to the next platform when it comes out? We don't know what the next platform is. We just know that right now, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, these are the platforms that are kind of doing really well right now. So what makes us different is we help you build momentum in the micro, which is the now and then the macro for the next, you know, several years of your brand. So what do you think about Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter? Do you help people in those spaces as well? Because there are a lot of people who have built up their Instagram and then now I see that they're taking it over to Clubhouse or they build up their Clubhouse and that funnels into Instagram and some of those other things. But, you know, everyone is operating in their own lane, whether they are, you know, an entrepreneur trying to focus on B2B or if they're trying to focus on B2C or if they're a new person trying to really be an influencer, but they're trying to get their brand strategy job down and really niche down to their target audience or authors like myself I'm an author and motivational speaker and sometimes you know we're testing out various things to see what works best for us while not trying to just jump on the bandwagon on everything else and then be burnt out yeah so I think those platforms are are still relevant I've seen people say clubhouse didn't reach its potential to what it could have been and I think that is true. I think what may have happened is when they opened it up solely to iPhone users and kind of left, they left out a huge market share when they didn't let Android in originally. So um, I think Clubhouse still has potential. I'm on Clubhouse trying to build brand now. Um, so it depends on where you're at. So I'm trying to position myself with people who are actually in my consumer, um, who are in my target audience, which are the entrepreneurs themselves who are actually trying to build um, global momentum. Um, but then we're also able to build an audience just from being able to speak. So I think I think Clubhouse is for you to build your personal brand and let that trickle down into your business brand. So I've gotten a lot of followers from Clubhouse just from being able to speak in rooms and just give value. Um, but I think Clubhouse still has a lot of viability to it. Clubhouse isn't dead. I don't think it's going to be dying anytime soon as far as being like a lead platform. Um, but definitely if you're B2B, you have to be on Clubhouse right now networking with entrepreneurs who are in those rooms um, and just take advantage of it. Um, take advantage of it while it's here now because we don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know what shift is going to happen, but we know it's here now and that there are still people on the platform. So if you're B2B and you're trying to build relationships with other um, CEOs, entrepreneurs, C-level execs, I say go to Clubhouse route. Now, when it comes to um, Twitter, Twitter is a different beast. Twitter is a totally different beast. Um, Twitter is really hard. Twitter to me is one of the harder ones to get followings on if you're not already like a major celebrity already or a major global brand. But I think Twitter still has a little bit of viability to it. So I'd say take Twitter with a grain of salt. If you're not ready to spend some some ad budget on Twitter, um, maybe Twitter isn't the best route. But I, I'm still a fan of putting out content on every platform and just hoping that you get in front of the right person. And then finally on Instagram, Organic reach is dead. We know we've reached that point to where you get a, you may post something and you get 10 likes on it. I'm a, I've been there. I'm there. We're, we're, we've been there. We're trying to build a brand on Instagram and it's like how you're a social media marketing agency, but you're not getting that many likes, but it's just, it's what's, what's happening on the platform. So we started running ads to try and make up for it for now. So Facebook and Instagram is play to play. You have to pay some ad spend at this point. It has become that platform to where you have to pit money into it to to play the system so you just if you're not willing to spend a budget it's going to be a really difficult thing to to build an audience on there because your your reach is being limited and that's so crazy that you said that because i've seen um 
like one of the other CEOs that I work for uh, or work with, because we're doing it as a partnership, she does SEO, which is search engine optimization. And we were talking about the pay to play, but there are some people who have paid, but they haven't necessarily reaped the benefit for what they pay. So it's almost like a tricky situation there because I was like, I would hate to tell somebody, oh yeah, go spend bukus of money over here and ads to get, you know, higher visibility. But then when you get that higher visibility, if you're not doing something to convert those people who are viewing your posts into customers or whatnot, then it's almost like you're throwing money down the drain and no one has time for that. I'm sorry. Like just trying to be frank here. So it's like, it seems like you really have to know what these algorithms are and try to beat the algorithm rhythms at their own game but obviously i'm not a you know digital marketing sme i'm not a content strategy like (laughs) it's a lot of trial by error and i just have fun like putting content out there but i definitely want you to kind of go a little bit deeper there because i feel like there are so many people who need what you're offering whether it's you know helping them with their social media, whether it's helping them, you know, build their business from the ground up and get it to where, yeah, okay, they, they come up as number one on Google and all of these incredible things. But it's like trying to find the right agency that works for them, that has the same morals, the same values, the same characteristics, and what makes you stand out. You mentioned momentum, but is there anything else, Isaiah, that if someone says, you know what, I'm thinking about hiring Evron. They tell me that they have momentum, but what else do they offer for me? Because I really don't know who they are. We're going to help you build a sustainable brand because we're wildly consumer centric. So again, that, that goes back to my whole framework on what digital marketing is and it's in user concentrated. If you're not concentrating on who you're talking to. And that goes into why a lot of people blow advertising dollars because there's something that I, I just am uncomfortably overwhelmed by when it comes to um, just talking to entrepreneurs who we've kind of talked in the past with that they'll say one thing. So if we reached out to them and said, um, how can we help you? They say this, my brand just needs more visibility. If I can get my brand in front of the world, I know our brand is going to become something global and make a huge impact. No, it's not because you're trying to reach everybody. You're casting too wide of a net. And so where we come in is we help you to understand your consumer, not everybody else's consumer. So we start off with the basics. Who are you talking to? I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs take that step. They just overlook that important step of saying, who are we talking to? It's a simple question. So people build products that aren't even ready to go to the market because the market didn't ask for it. You didn't consult the community. You, you didn't consult consumers. You didn't consult the market already about what do they want. You, you made an assumption on what they wanted and then you created a product or service and tried to force it down their throat. The market isn't going for it. So we want to help you understand to see if there's an opportunity for you. But if you're already in business, then most likely there's going to be a consumer for you. So when it comes to building momentum, we help you build momentum with the right consumer. Whereas a lot of agencies may come and help and just tell you to spend ad dollars, but we want to help you spend the right ad dollars. That's going to give you the right ROI. So it's not about a hundred thousand followers. It's about a thousand true fans. And that's, that's kind of our belief system. And there you have it. Like when you just pitched that, I heard be willing to pivot for someone that is coming to you from another agency, being willing to accept feedback. Um, That feedback is going to be the constructive criticism that picks you up from where you are right now, sets you up, Um, know how to niche down to your consumer 
And then once you niche down to your consumer, know how to market to that person that gets them, you know, connected with you and your product, your service, your brand, because people buy from people they know, they like, and they trust because anybody could sell something to somebody, but is it right for that person? No. And then another thing that I really liked as you elaborated on that was, you know, you don't want people to waste money on something that they're not going to need or it's not going to benefit them. So that shows shows servant leadership. It also shows a servant's heart because anyone will take your money nowadays. Like we live in a dog eat dog world and it's sad that people are doing that, but it also shows that you have some compassion, you have empathy And you also mentioned very early on in the conversation that you're a believer. So by you being a believer, I think that spills over into your business. And when that spills over into your business, you could see how things are going to work in your favor for you, as well as for your consumer, whether they're a believer or not. Right. Yeah, I'm just, that's the culture I'm trying to build in, in the agency is that we are just wildly empathetic towards everybody's situation um and that we understand that people come from different backgrounds we want to be empathetic towards it and we want to be um we want to give value that's probably the number one thing we value is giving value giving more value than anybody else and to me that's that's truly how you build brand is give 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 then ask um that's a framework that that gary v says all the time jab jab right hook the right hook is the ask but you want to give 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 first and so where a lot of people go wrong is they get tired of giving and so when we ask people, do you really love your business? They say, yes, no, you don't. Cause if you're not willing to, if you're not willing to go the extra mile for the end user, then you don't really love your business because it's not about you at the end of the day, it's about who you're serving. And so we come from that servant's heart to say that we will give, even if it hurts us, even if it's, if it, you know, if, whatever you have to sacrifice to make sure that our end user is satisfied, we'll do that. So that's just something that we value is giving value. And so that, that trickles down into the content we produce. We don't have any sales content on our, on our platforms. Everything you see, if you look at a piece of content, whether it be video, whether it be carousels, no matter what platform it's on, you're going to always see us giving value, never really even the ask. Because we know at the end of the day, this is a long-term thing that once you give so much, if you give so much value, it's only a matter of time before someone comes back and gives you the same value that you gave them. And then there you have your ROI, which is your return on investment, because you've been planting the seeds out there, but it takes a while for a seed to grow. When you plant a seed, it's not going to harvest right away. So you have to have patience. You have to water the seed. You have to feed the seed. You have to give the seed sunlight. There's so many things that goes into planting a seed before you reap the harvest. But sometimes people want the harvest before they actually plant the seed in the ground. And metaphorically speaking, you want your business to flourish, but if you're not putting in the things in order for your business to really flourish and grow, Mm -hmm. then how can you expect that to happen? You have to do your due diligence. You have to do your research. You have to be willing to find a mentor, a coach, someone to guide you along. And you have to be willing to realize that you're in business, but you're not in business by yourself. It's the consumers that help build your business. And then you're the person 
who's in the business that can choose to sustain the business or not. Because if you have the crappiest attitude and you treat your employees or your partners like crap, and then you treat your customers like crap, your business right. is not going to last that long. Exactly. Exactly. And, and yeah, so just a tidbit to me, all business success, business success is not about the entrepreneur. Business success is about the entrepreneur's ability to satisfy the consumer. That's, point blank period that is all business success is is your ability to really satisfy the consumer it's not about satisfying your own needs and goals because again your preferences are number two whoever can go the extra mile to serve the consumer that's who builds the biggest brands and as we begin to wind down Isaiah so I want you to give us a quote a mantra or something that keeps you going on the days that you may feel blue or the days where you may feel like man, this is not going as planned. Like what picks you up? Like, how do you take that licking and keep on ticking? Philippians one and six. Um, he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. That literally keeps me going. Anytime I feel down, anytime I feel like the vision isn't manifesting itself, anytime I feel that um, just the odds aren't in our favor when we're having slow moments in, in, the, in the business, I always go back to say that God started this thing and he's going to be faithful to complete it. Every day I wake up, if I have breath in my body, there's another opportunity for me to manifest my purpose. He's not done with me yet. He's not done with, he's not done with our agency. And I just know without a shadow of a doubt that where there is life, there is purpose. And so no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what, whatever our reality is, we just know that at the end of the day, he started this and he's going to be faithful to complete it. And I just hold true to that every single day. Oh, I love that because you're definitely going to stand steadfast. You're not going to unwaver yes. and you have faith so strong that you know that whatever he started, he is going to be faithful to complete it. So yes. that's, that's your go-to scripture and yes. um, to pump up your, your team and your business um, partners. Is there anything else that you do to make sure that you guys are all on the same wavelength and et cetera? We start off every day sending out motivation, no matter whether it be on Instagram, YouTube. We love Eric Thomas. I'll be honest. That's, that's probably our go-to motivational guys, Eric Thomas. We love Eric Thomas. So we'll send Eric Thomas content to each other every day, make sure that we're motivated because we know that if we give, if we give life opportunity to settle down and we're not in the right frame of mind, that anything can go wrong. So we don't even want to allow, we don't even want to allow any opportunity for us to be down. So that's why we're constantly pumping out motivation. We're constantly pumping out inspiration towards each other. Um, we're talking to each other every day. We want to make sure that we're communicating. You, hello, tell me, tell me what's going on in your life. Let me pray for you. Let's figure this thing out because we're in this together. This goes beyond business. I love, I love my entire team. And so it's not just about business for them. If there's something going on in their personal life. I want to be there for them because I know they'll do the same for me. Thank you for sharing. And then just a wild card question. Are you the youngest person on your team? I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> okay, there you go. Wisdom, wisdom. You can't yes. always be the youngest and you can't always be the smartest on your yes. team. <laughs> yeah. So, I want you um I want you to give my listeners and the viewers your closing remarks. Once again, tell them who you are, the name of your business, how they could connect with you all on social media and leave them with a closing gem. Yeah, so yeah, I'm Isaiah Studevin. I'm the CEO and head of growth of Evron Digital. Um, we're a social media first creative advertising agency. So who do we work with? We work with SMBs looking to build brand momentum that's relevant for what's now and ready for what's next. So if you're looking to build 
your business and, and get an edge on the digital arena, we are the go-to agency. So you can connect with us on really any social media platform. We are a social media agency, so we're everywhere. Just look at, look us up, Evron Digital, E-V-R-O-N, digital. Um, our website is evrondigital.com. You can check us out, see what we're about. Um, hopefully you get a lot of value from what we're um, giving because that's, that's all we're about. If you have any feedback for us, if you see some content that you feel like we could have explained better, or if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out for us. We're, we love giving value. We love teaching. We love educating. Um, but just closing remarks to every entrepreneur out there, please be consumer centric um, because at the end of the day, the dollar is no longer the currency. Community is a new currency. So your ability to build a community around your brand is what's going to bring the dollar value. So win in the win in the micro by building a community so that you can win in the macro. So again, just be consumer centric. Just be okay with your preference and what you love not being first when it comes to business, but just being in love with the end result. If you detach yourself from the method and attach yourself to the result, it's going to be much easier. So just again, be consumer centric and, and love who you're serving. Beautifully said, Isaiah. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems with Genesis and Mars Kemp. You just heard Isaiah Stedevant with Evron Digital. Make sure you go follow him on all his social media platforms. Tap in so you can learn more about digital marketing, branding, content strategies, and all those amazing things so you could be winning in the game too. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Signing out, Genesis and Mars Kemp. And Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go.